What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Bow. B-A-W-L Sports is the handle. Big Dave is the name. Our pal and producer, Joey, hanging out here. Just us three all by our lonesome here. Just our three. On a, on a real calm Sunday afternoon. Very chill. Very, very chill. Relaxed. I like it very Starting much. Starting post game at 5 o'clock. Love that. Mwah. Yes. Love it. Yes. Bulls win. On top of that. Bulls win. Second straight win coming out of the All-Star break. They take care of Washington Wizards. 102-82. to 82. Bulls win sound bite, Joey? And, uh... He's on it. Wait, wait, wait for it. He's looking. Mm. Bulls win. There it is. Hey, there it thank is. you. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you all for joining us out there in Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up if you're watching along with us on YouTube. We appreciate it a great amount. Um, halftime, this was looking like every other Bulls Wizards game this season. Yes. Ugly. Yes. Ugly basketball. Yeah. Just a, a slugfest with neither team playing exceptionally uh, on the offensive end. Correct. The Bulls, I thought, Dave, did a better job in the second half of limiting the Wizards' second-chance points and points off of the Bulls' turnovers. They they were really sloppy coming out of the gate. I thought the Bulls tightened things up a little bit in the second half, and then finally in the second half started to knock down a few threes. I think the Bulls were one of, like, 12 or 13 at halftime from behind the arc. They still didn't finish all that great. Eight of 30. Fortunately for them, the Wizards had uh, an even worse night behind the three-point line. The Wizards, six of 28. Mm. Um, And, you know, the Bulls got enough big plays down the stretch from their two big stars, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, Mm -hmm. who finished with 29 and 27, respectively. Vooch chipped in with a double-double, 16 and 13. Kobe White, double digits off the bench. That seems like a pretty standard formula for the Bulls to win, especially if you're facing an opponent like Washington who did not have a great night tonight. No, a very standard formula. A few things. One, the first game the Bulls had played when they got back here, they gave up 87 points. This game, they gave up 82. 82. (laughs) That's... 82. And like and like I, I said to you before the game, since January 1st, the Bulls' defensive net rating is 105.9. That's number one in the NBA. That's damn impressive. So that's one. Uh, two, this is the kind of game where I'm sure this is what uh, AK and Eversley kind of envisioned as far as their stars are concerned. Both of them carried the Chicago Bulls tonight, mm-hmm. and Vooch was just that, you know, s- stable guy for them. You know what I'm saying? 16 and 13, like you said. He had a bad shooting night. A whole of six from downtown. Correct. Had a bad shooting night, but still, 16 points and 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to scoff at. But Zach Levine kicked it off. He carried them in that first quarter. He was the first quarter for the Bulls. Second quarter, DeMar DeRozan got cooking. Third quarter, it was back to Zach. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth quarter, DeMar DeRozan closed it out, and then Zach finished it with a vicious step back three and said, this is it. But that's what it's supposed to be with your two stars. That's how it should go. 29-2 and six and two steals for DeMar. 27, a rebound, four assists for Zach Levine. He did have three turnovers, but that's okay. But that's how it's supposed to be, you know, for these Bulls. Two or four from three. Of course, I want to see more threes taken mm-hmm. by uh, Zach Levine. But DeMar DeRozan got to the line eight times, which is also a beautiful thing. But the three free throws didn't hurt you for, for Zach Levine just because of his mid-range shot and the great shots he was looking. Right. These past two games, Matt, his IQ has been just on fire, mm-hmm. you know, just offensively. It has really been on fire for Zach Levine. Noticing that he has to step in and get the mid-range going right. before he steps out and takes those threes, which he should be doing more of. More yeah. catch and shoot should be happening for Zach. But I just have really liked this game offensively. And to me, like well, there were a couple of plays in this game where I thought that Zach made the wrong decision on the offensive end. But when you notice them more prominently because there are fewer of them, it's a good sign as yes. opposed to like yes. every time down you assume Zach's going to make the wrong decision on mm-hmm. offense. It's like, no. He made mostly good decisions tonight with the ball, and when he makes the occasional mistake, it stands out because he's playing a cleaner game. And you talked about him getting going early and the fact that it was a lot inside. He was 9 of 14 inside the three-point line tonight. I mean, that is efficient. It's efficient. (laughs) And And it's coming on the heels of that game he had against Brooklyn where he didn't have to play heavy minutes. Nobody right. had to play heavy minutes because they mopped the floor with him. Correct. He was efficient in that game, too. Yeah, true. True indeed, man. 
Like, back-to-back games where he's just looked really smooth. Like, hasn't looked clunky. I'm sure some of it has to do with him being healthier, mm-hmm. you know, from the week off, you know, with the All-Star break, having a little time away from the game. But it just looks more smooth. It doesn't look forced, though. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Not just how his game, you know, looks as far as that uh, – what is what do you call it? That little step-through shot that he kept yeah. trying to get off and it wasn't clicking or working for him anymore. Right. It's no. like the Euro where he brings the ball yeah. up in the air it's like this, and you're yeah. like, Zach, what are you doing? And then sometimes he would throw it away when he would bring it up like that. Yeah. Like, no, and, and then he would force it, and you just notice him forcing a lot of shots. These two games, he just looks smooth. Like, it's just – yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I remember, like, a right. smooth basketball player with the difference being I'm taking mid-range shots now. Right. That's a big difference. And there were some high degree of difficulty mid-range shots sure, that he took sure, tonight. Sure. And then also that uh, that step-back dagger three he had late in the fourth, that's a high, diff- high degree of difficulty shot. But for a player of Zach's talents, it's not a bad shot. It's just a high degree of difficulty shot right. that's still the right shot to take in that moment, yeah. and Zach knocks him down. Yeah. Which, like... There's a difference between taking bad shots and taking high-difficulty shots that you know you can make, and Zach is that kind of player. Yeah, and he's showing himself to be that more frequently, and I'm just I'm just happy with the intelligence of it, you know, and him not forcing things, and you rarely have seen him take, you know, 10 dribbles. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's been a rarity, you know, because, of course, I'm sitting there counting. <laughs> so it's, it's a rarity that you've seen him in these past two games, I'm saying, that, that he's taking that many dribbles and then takes a shot. No. He's getting to the mid-range and getting his shot. Mm-hmm. He's noticed, yo, you're not going to call a foul on me. But guess what? I can shoot the basketball. I'm really good at that. Hey, DeMar, thank you for letting me know mid-range is a thing, and that can be successful in my game. It's going to make it easier and simpler, and hopefully he can avoid more injuries like that. You know what I'm saying? Just not having to go to the bucket because Ivy is not going to stop you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's stopping Zach Levine? You know, when he wants to do it, he can be that great. Another great point. I mean, cooking Beal, too, off the dribble. Oh, yes, exactly. Another great part I like, when he took that step back three and he hit it, first voice you hear is Pat Bev. There you go. That's the first voice you hear was Pat Bev yelling at him. Like, there you go. I love it so much, man. He, I don't know if it's the Pat Bev effect that's doing it for Zach. I, I'm going to say Zach has figured some things out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to take any, way, any credit away from Pat Bev being there because I'm, I'm sure it helps. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our guy, Parra Junior Sports. In the comments, he said, wins are a good thing. These are teams the Bulls have lost to. Mm-hmm. Nice to see them take care of business. Yeah, that's what, you know, what I was saying earlier. The Bulls and Wizards have played three very close, ugly, grinded-out games mm-hmm. so far this season before today's match, and uh, the Bulls won one and lost two. Mm-hmm. This one, and you heard Stacy and Adam talking about it on the broadcast, was very important Yes, for those who still want to see the Bulls fight their way back into the play-in picture, and then maybe get themselves to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Not only did the win against the Wizards, a team that you know they're capable of beating, yeah. but have lost to twice when not playing at their best, yeah. brought the season head-to-head matchup between these two teams to 2-2 two and two mm. and a tie. But if you end up, hypothetically, with the Bulls and Wizards having the same 82-game regular season record, mm. after head-to-head matchup, it goes to conference record. Mm. The Bulls have, I, I, I think, six before this and now seven more wins in the conference than the Wizards do. Yeah. So the Bulls handily have the tiebreaker over the Wizards mm-hmm. if they are faced with the same record after 82. And with this win, they are now, instead of one and a half games back, just a half game back. Five back. And these next two games are, aren't you know playing world beaters. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got the Raptors on deck Tuesday. Yeah, and then you got Detroit on Wednesday. And then you got Detroit Wednesday. Yes, join us at the watch party for that. By the way, join hey, us hey, Wednesday, hey. March first for that watch party. That's a back to back. You can win two of. You can win two of those things and see where you're at. But again, like I said, even though they've looked nice in these past two games. Bulls are on a game-by-game basis still. So let's just worry about the next game with the Raptors because that's a tough matchup regardless of how the Raptors are playing. Mm-hmm. That's a well-coached team over there, man, with a lot of length. You know what I mean? So we're going to see what they look like, man. They've struggled against them even when they're victories. They've all been close games. Like this is the first game against uh, Washington where it hasn't been a close game. Like it's the first one, and it was close till the and fourth it, quarter. Right. Like the, the Bulls – like. Uh, built up a seven-point lead, I believe, uh-huh. like end of the third, early fourth, and that was the biggest the lead had been all night. Mm-hmm. And then they finally started to stretch it out there as the fourth quarter progressed, which, is, again, is nice to see because we have not seen the Bulls uh, not only just manage to hold a lead as opposed to giving it away, but actually build out a lead 
So where you have the ability for Billy Donovan to be like, okay, what do we got? Two minutes to go, mm. comfortable lead. Everybody, you know, Zach, Demar, Vooch, grab some bench. Mm. Like mm. The, the Bulls have not had that many opportunities to do that this season. Yeah, right, exactly. Like giving getting guys rest is is such a wild thing, <laughs> but but it's happening for the Bulls, and it's just really good to see, man. And you know, having a guy just having Pat Bev allows Billy to play with the lineup differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard uh, Marquet talk a lot about roster construction. You know what I'm saying? And Billy Donovan just not having the horses he might not want, you know what I'm saying, or might not need to uh, have the lineups that he wants to have. Right. Now having Pat Bev has allowed him to, you know, manipulate, and some health, uh, obviously, has allowed him to manipulate the offense and the defense a little bit more as far as who he wants in the game at, at certain points. Like, you've seen the change in the starting lineup now that you see the change in the bench and seeing the chemistry those young guys can form together with Kobe, Zach, and Io, you know what I mean? Like, that's really what the bench is about. It's about those three guys and putting them with Drummond, you know what I'm saying, also, like, those things, you know, help this team going forward. You don't even see Derrick Jones Jr. <laughs> anymore. You haven't even seen his face, in, really, in these, mm. in these past couple games. And Billy went back to Drummond. Yeah, we'll see, man. And you know when Javante gets, gets it together, you know, he's going to be back out there, so – you know, Derek might not see that floor for a while, but we'll see, man. Um, we'll see what it is going forward. But these are these are two encouraging games for the Bulls. These weren't just you know stumbling to victory victories. These were ass whoopings that they put on the other team and imposing ass whoopings that they put on these teams. But again, both were at home. Everything's fresh and new. Let's see what it's like when teams are really game planning for you and they catch up to you because the NBA catches up to you fast. Right. You know what I mean? Very quickly. They'll, they'll be like, okay, we see what you're doing. Try it like this. So we'll see what it is. And like I said, the Raptors are really intelligent and high-acued basketball organization. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we'll see what it's like when they go against them, man. It should be a tough, good game. And, uh, you know, it, this this new starting five that Billy has with, you know, your three stars, Zach, Damar, and Vooch, and then Caruso and Pat Bev, two defensive stalwarts out there. I saw somebody earlier on in the comments was mentioning the fact that Caruso and Pat Bev aren't going to give you much offensively. Like, Caruso hit, hit knocked down two threes tonight, and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, man, if Caruso can give us a couple of threes in any given game, that's a bonus. They combined for six points. Those two threes Caruso knocked down is the mm-hmm. entirety of the points scored between Caruso mm-hmm. and Pat Bev, who had a goose egg tonight. But it's what they're bringing them on the defensive end the Bulls were struggling a little bit in the first half with turnovers and allowing Washington to score off those turnovers. They cleaned up their act. The Wizards kept turning the ball over. The Wizards ended with 16 turnovers. The Bulls scored 25 off of those turnovers. Nice. Pat Bev and Caruso have everything to do with that. Yes. Even if they're not the ones who come up with the steal in the stat sheet, mm-hmm. they are the ones creating havoc around the perimeter, not letting the Wizards today, whoever the opponent is on any given night, get into their offensive sets in a timely manner and get good shots up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if you have faith that your core guys offensively, like Zach, Tamar, and Vooch, are going to show up, and then you'll get at least one bench player, tonight it was Kobe, to produce, then you can get away with having two defensive aces like Alex and Pat who aren't going to bring you a whole lot offensively. Mm. And also, I mean, you, you can look at that points off turnovers that you mentioned. I think that's key because – Starting the game, uh, Washington was winning that <laughs> battle handily. Like, they were running away with it. The Bulls would turn the ball over. They looked kind of lackadaisical, you know what I mean? Didn't look together. But that third quarter, which is when good teams usually do their thing, mm-hmm. the third quarter kicked in and the Bulls put the clamps on them and they hit three threes and everything looked different. <laughs> you know, like, oh, the ball went in from three-point line. Wow, okay. The defense kicked up, you know what I mean? Like, the turnovers started occurring. The fast breaks uh, started going in for the Chicago Bulls. Like, yeah, man, like, even the fast break points were 10 to 9. I guarantee you those nine probably came in that third quarter, man, for the Bulls. And that, and that was really good. So, points off turnovers, the fact they ended up 25 to 15, mm-hmm. just let you know how they were doing them in that third, man, and definitely into that fourth, how it continued on. So, yeah, man, like, just a good second half is what it was because I thought it was important that they went into that first half with the lead because even though they were playing bad, right. they went into that first half 47-45. They still went in with the lead. So when they came out, you know, for me, it does something for my psyche seeing that you're going into that uh, locker room with the lead. I could still look up and say, oh, we played bad, but we still winning right now. So let's just, you know, hunker down, clamp down these guys and put that pressure on them, man, and go home. I mean, to be a team that has a good enough record to be playoff bound, you need to be a team that can win ugly. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, the Bulls were 
by a slight margin winning ugly and then they cleaned up their play a little bit in the second half and then they ended up coasting through that fourth quarter which is nice but but you know you can get away with a, a bad shooting night which the Bulls had and have had often this season because we know that they are a weak team shooting behind the three-point line if you can find other ways to win ugly the mm -hmm. Bulls won ugly a lot last season and have hardly won ugly at all this season. Mm -hmm. This game, even though they ended up winning big, you know, a 20-point margin of victory, and, you know, there were stretches of that game. I call it, hey, it's it's not pretty. Yeah. Call it an ugly win if you want, but wins are wins. Wins are wins what are matter wins. when you're talking yeah. about being a playoff team. Mm. Wins matter. I don't know if y'all know that, <laughs> but wins matter, man. That's an awesome thing for the Bulls, so – it was just good. And, again, to not be playing your best, you know what I'm saying, to not be playing your best, yeah. but to still get this victory and to still come out in that third quarter. And, again, I'm, I'm still talking about Pat Bev doing tiny shit because I just really like that. But even in that fourth, when the young guys went in for the bench after the game was over, guess who was pulled all of them over and was having a conversation with every last one of them? It was Patrick Beverly, all of them, dog. True story. When they came and when the game was over – the first one running up to Patrick Williams to punch him in the chest and tell him good ass game, dude, mm -hmm. was Patrick Beverly. Like that kind of stuff, man, goes a long way for those guys, you know, especially the younger guys that are, that are out there, especially if you might, he might be coming in under a cloud of suspicion as far as, you know, how he acts, you know, those young guys don't know. They just know what they see and what he acts like playing against them. And it's very goonish. You wouldn't know that he might be encouraging or kind to of these players and stuff like that. So the fact that they're learning this and him still instilling that goonness into their system. And you see Kobe leaking out. You really do. My Kobe is much more vocal now and a little more. He's always had that fire. He's mm -hmm. always been that kind of player. Mm -hmm. But he definitely been, has been showing it more in these past two games, man. Like just the fire in it, man. It hit, you know, the defense I could talk about forever. But, yeah, man, like he, I just really can't say enough about that kind of effect mentally that that has on your team, man. He's really trying to form a team and trying to get these guys together and on the same page so they're playing for each other. Right. And that's what you want, you know what I'm saying, on a team that's especially trying to make the playoffs. Uh, all right, we'll take our first break here while we're doing that. Hit us a thumbs up if you haven't already. Uh, while we share some words from our friends and sponsors, of course, make sure you're subscribed to CHGO Sports on the YouTubes. Tonight's DraftKings King of the Game, it's... The King in the fourth, DeMar DeRozan. Finished with a team-high 29 points this afternoon <laughs> on 11 of 15. That's pretty efficient. Also, 7 of 8 at the free throw line. Dished out 6 assists. Also had a couple of steals, a couple of boards. Don't forget that incredible offer for new users at DraftKings Sportsbook's app with promo code CSGO when you sign up to make a $5 bet on any NBA action and get $200 instantly Instant. in bonus bets. In That's $5 in, $200 out. Mm. Regardless of the bet's outcome, free money. Free! Take it. Plus, there are those amazing DraftKings Sportsbook NBA no sweat same game parlays. Pick and choose. How many points somebody's going to score? How many boards over under on number of assists? Whatever you want, thrown into one big old same game parlay. And if it doesn't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back. What an incredible offer. Only offer available at DraftKings Sportsbook when you use promo code CHGO at sign up. Once again, congrats and shout out to DeMar, King in the fourth, and King of the game, DeRozan. DeRozan. Some of those, some of those pull-up middies he was hitting in the fourth, oh, vicious. That was like, mm, that was that was like twenty twenty two one twenty two, Demar mm -hmm. in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Beautiful, beautiful way. I like the mm, chef kiss right there. Yes, it was smooth. It was nice. That's a Sunday chef kiss. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah, very nice and soothed. But guess what? Even on a Sunday, you still want to have your some of them things right there. Cause guess right on a Sunday, Matt, you doing anything? Uh, no plans. No plans. Zero. You ain't got no plans. You ain't doing nothing. You're going to hang out with us and have no plans, baby. So get you some of that no plans. Guess who had some no plans yesterday? That would be this man right here in your face right there, man. No plans is awesome. I can't say it enough. Go get you some of that. 
is Goose Island, but they got many others, man. You can see the variety sitting right there in front of you, perfectly arranged and wonderfully nice. The weed ale right there, the beers, special, I'm sorry, the Bulls special edition can, the 312 special edition jersey can, and that Blackhawks one, man. That Blackhawks one is. Love the Blackhawks. It is pretty damn awesome. It's a good pale ale. Ain't even front. That is a pretty damn awesome pale ale, sir. Also, they got that Bourbon County Stout, the Christmas IPA, the Beer Hug IPA series, that Green Line, Matilda, for the fancy people out there. They got all of you covered. And you can go to one of their two locations, guys. 1800 West Fulton. That is the Goose Island Tap Room. Or you can go get you a smash burger. And a fresh beer, the excuse me, the fresh beer of the week. Ooh, even fancier. At the eighteen hundred North Clybourne Place. That's the Clybourne Brew House. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Because that's the Goose Island Beer Company, the true taste of Chicago, which leads me into talking about the watch party that is happening. Joe, you got the watch party graphic phone, man. He tossed it up there one time for the people so they can see our pretty faces. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Don't you want to be there? I think you do. I Because I think you'll have fun. Matt's going to be there. I'll be there. He'll be there. Guess what? I'll be there. Guess what? The go to be there. Be Guess there. what? Joey's. <laughs> Joey's Spathis will be in the place. That's right. He will be up in there, y'all. It is a free event, y'all. Free event. Show up and hang out. Also, $2 off of all Goose Island drafts. You heard what I said. $2 off all the drafts, y'all. $15 for the buckets of the Goose Island 312. Fitting for the buckets. Once you get down, I promise you, come have a good time. You come up to me, you tell me you're here for that, you're going to get a free drink out of me. I promise you. That's going to happen for you. It's free, y'all. There's no excuse. Free beer, free drink, free us. Mm-hmm. So come hang out, watch a Bulls game, watch a Bulls victory against the Pistons, man. Let's have some fun. Heck yeah. March 1st. 6 p.m. See you there. See you there. Uh, Alexis in the comments asked, should I say F it, take Wednesday off, go to the watch party? Yes. Mm. You can work so many other times and days and hours in your life. Mm. Who knows how many opportunities you'll get to come hang out and watch a Bulls game with us mm-hmm. at a watch party. Do mm. it. Mm. I'm not encouraging anyone to be you know irresponsible when it comes to the work that they have and the hours they put into said jobs, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to not call in from work to hang out with us if you present the idea as your idea. Mm -hmm. Then I'm just going to say, hey, it's your idea. Mm. We're not forcing you to. Mm. But yeah, (laughs) everybody deserves to play hooky every once in a while. Everybody deserves it. Play a little bit. Um, 6 p.m. What you playing hooky for at 6 p.m.? Maybe maybe you work nights. Well, that's fair. We usually work nights. That's fair. And we'll be working there. You're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) But we're playing hooky at the same time because we're going to be here watching the game. Working. Working. At a bar. You know what I'm saying? Watching basketball. Talking basketball. Drinking beer. With fans out there and having a good time. It's uh, it's a real tough kick. It's tough, man. Really just hate hate coming to work. Oh, Just the worst, guys. Uh, shout out also to Alexis who threw us a super chat saying Zach hit again. Was Zach first bucket tonight, Joe? I don't know. I was I was driving in. I'm guessing that that's what uh, I'm, I'm Alexis assuming meant. Alexis hit last time on that. So mm. yeah, it was Zach. Zach makes a 17 foot step back jump shot with 11:01 on the clock, first quarter. Mm. Rode that Zach Levine wave right from Friday wave. night right yes. into Sunday afternoon. Yes, congrats, Joey Al- uh, Alexis. Way to make that. Way to make yes. that call. Way to listen to Joey. Joey, you snooze, you lose. Joey's on it, man. Hey, it's all right. I was I was uh, leaving some room for the other people. I didn't want them to juice the odds too much. He's not greedy. He's not <laughs> greedy, ladies and gentlemen. He did that for the people. You see that young man over there? He cares about you. They can't see me, but yeah, it's always about the people. <laughs> I'm talking to Matt, the young man over there. He cares about you. That's who he is, man. Joey Spathis. Of course I do. Uh, Odiza, same. My man Kobe still impacting the game even without major points. Loving it. I mean, 17 off the bench ain't nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at, sir. And, and you know, Kobe started tonight with missing a couple threes. And I was like, man, you know, Kobe's been struggling to hit from behind the three-point line recently. Mm-hmm. He turned that around, ended up three of five from downtown, mm-hmm. six of eight overall. Mm. You're like, great. Wonderful. Also had some boards, some dimes, some Plays on the defensive end. That's like mm-hmm. what we've come to expect from Kobe now. Yeah. The thing that we always knew we would get from him 
and you know, and we know he's streaky, but like three-point shooting, right? Yes, yes. Now he's showing us all the other elements of his game and, and showing how valuable of a piece he is. You know what? I don't know what it is about that fourth quarter for Kobe White, but everything is forgotten in that fourth quarter when he steps on the court. Like, because in the first couple quarters, like, he wasn't hitting his shots like that. He was mm-hmm. missing those wide-open threes, those timeout threes that, you know, I love so much. He was missing them. You know, he's clanging them a little bit. And he was, he was just having a tough time. But he still kept his head up defensively because defensively he was still in the chest and in betwixt many a crack of the Washington Wizards. He was doing his thing. So it got to that fourth quarter. And, you know, I guess because he was missing those shots, they were leaving him open. And he made them pay <laughs> very, well, very viciously. And the other thing I liked is that it, when he missed his first couple of shots behind the arc, he had a couple opportunities where he wasn't seeing a lot of on-ball pressure, mm-hmm. and he just penetrated a little bit, got to his spot, and we know Kobe likes to shoot some mid-range occasionally, yeah. knocked down a couple of mid-range shots, and then had the confidence to knock down some threes after that. Yes. It's like, hey, yes. Kobe, if you want to knock down a couple 17, 18-footers, Go do that. If they're yeah. going to give you the space to get shots up in that part of the floor, yeah. we know Kobe is confident taking those shots too. Very, very confident, man. Again, we're talking about mid-range shots. Uh, bring a guy into the mid-range. Kobe's saying, hey, this might work for me. Wow, the ball went in. Wow, the ball went in again. Wow, the ball went in three times. How about I step back and try it? Splash. Ooh, that felt right. Kiss yourself. <laughs> Kiss like, Stacy would do. But, yeah, man, it felt good to him. And, and you're right, man, because you made that great point. Um, you know, just seeing that ball go in, especially when you're a shooter, seeing yeah. that ball go in does something to you. And that's why they, shooters like getting to the free throw line. It doesn't matter where or how they see the ball go in. Just seeing it go in does something for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because obviously it hurts your psyche if you're just clanging all day long. But but Kobe White, he, does, he, he I can't say enough about what he's been mentally this year. Because, again, he's had games where he just hasn't had it. But it hasn't deterred him in how he's played. You haven't seen a change in his demeanor and how he's played. You haven't seen a change in, in how he's out there on the floor defending. Like, it's still intelligent. It's still aggressive. And it's still smart. Like, every single time, every game, he's been consistent in that. And that's one of the things we talked about that we wanted to see out of Kobe White was consistency. So I'm very happy to say that about Kobe. His shot hasn't been. His shot, he's missed, you know, sometimes he's hot, sometimes he's not. But his game has definitely been consistent, man. Like, I don't even worry or look to him as far as, like, turnovers and stuff anymore. Like, that, that, isn't, that doesn't enter my brain. Where it used to always be in my brain. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, please don't turn this over, Kobe. I don't even think like that anymore with Kobe White, man. Like, he's really turned the corner this season, man. I'm, I'm really proud of him and the way he's played. Uh, AK has a super chat saying, the last two games the Bulls playing while keeping their turnovers uh, down, recognizing advantages on offense, allowing – Players to play to their strengths. Can mm. this be the Bulls' identity hung on defense? Um, that's a good question because I saw somebody else say, mm-hmm. uh, Matt uh, Verplotz, uh, Verplotz in the comments saying, uh, the defense looks good when the opponents shoot poorly. They're not going to have that kind of luck every night. And mm-hmm. I believe uh, the GOAT wrote about that, uh, something along those lines recently, saying, you know, this, this trend that you mentioned since January 1st, the Bulls having the best defensive rating of all uh, 30 NBA teams mm-hmm. and whether or not we should believe in that there has been some luck involved as far as our opponents missing open looks. Um, I think generally speaking, it ba- balances out. Like if you recall earlier on, on this season, it felt like the bulls opponents were just hitting everything mm-hmm. from, especially from three point range, hitting contested shots. The bulls have been on a little streak of good luck recently where their opponents are not shooting all that well. Yes. You know, Brooklyn was tossing up bricks on Friday night. I mentioned the Wizards, 6 of 28 from downtown tonight, mm-hmm. barely 42% overall from the field. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that lucky every night. You're not going to hold opponents below 90 points mm-hmm. in consecutive games all that often in today's NBA. Yeah, The Bulls just did that with Brooklyn and Washington, <laughs> but 102 offensively, ain't going to get it done most nights. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. It's not. Very intelligent right there. Not going to get it done most nights. But you know what's not going to get it done more nights than that? 82. <laughs> That's definitely not going to get it done. And the Bulls are clamping down on these squads out here. Now, it also didn't help that Washington started off shooting so poorly from the three-point line. That didn't help either, man. But it's just the fact 
that the Chicago Bulls are clamping on cats. And that third quarter, I can't say enough about when guys are getting to the bucket, the tip balls that they're getting, the runouts, and they weren't getting those 50-50 balls early on. Remember, we talked about it, how lackadaisical they were in that mm-hmm. first half. That all changed in that third quarter, man. That's when good teams usually show up. Caruso started hitting a three. He hit two threes in the third quarter. It changed everything. Like, it changed everything, seeing that ball go in in that third for the Bulls, man. But, yeah, that's why he's right. 102 ain't going to do it for you, man. But, damn it, if you can hold somebody to 82 while you got 102, you got yourself a stew going. Got yourself a stew. Get you some stew. What like what are the primary ingredients in that stew? In the bull stew, uh, grit, uh, heart, uh, not Care- great shooting. Careful, don't you don't say. Okay, no, you know I wasn't going there. Come on, man, you know I wasn't going. There. I was going. I was going way another way. I, that, you see why I stopped? Yeah, I saw that. I was, stop I was just afraid that you were nah, going to accidentally no, throw that other word in no, there. That's like no, no. I know the stop sign. I see it, and I'm there. I'm like, ah, that's it. All right, guys, let's turn around and go home. I see the tire spikes. Yeah, I'm turning around. And I'm going to the crib, man. But yeah, man, like those are the, yeah. You put that all in the stew. Add it together, you know what I'm saying, with, with two stars playing like two stars. You know, I can't say enough about what Zach Levine's been for them these past two games. It's allowed DeMar DeRozan to actually rest. Yeah, He's been able to pick and choose his spots, especially in this game. He was picking and choosing. He was like, okay, Zach's cooking. I'll take care of you in the second half then. You know what I mean? I'll do my thing then because Zach has been on fire. It doesn't look forced anymore, and that's what excites me right now. It just looks simple. Watching uh, Patrick Beverly tell dudes get the hell in their right position. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't hold that. Give me the damn ball. Give me the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see him yelling at Zach, dude, give me the damn ball. And then he gets the ball, and they run the play. And guess what? Step back three for Zach Levine. Cash money. You know what I mean? The last one, boom. Give me the ball. Let me get it in the Vooch. Let him get a post shot. Get, and boom. Oh, give it back. Repost. Yes. That's that kind of stuff. Put that in the stew. You know what I'm saying? That goes in the stew right there. And, you know, just timely shooting. Um Guys playing, the young guys playing for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't even want to just say together, but just playing for each other. You know, letting Patrick Williams, who went up and got a great, vicious rebound that excited all of us right there. Like, all that kind of stuff matters, you know, as far as what they're trying to build right now, man. And, you know, right right now, Patrick Bailey's a part of that. Billy Donovan, Patrick Bailey's allowed him to, uh, Billy Donovan to call different kinds of plays now. Because, mm-hmm. again, I've seen uh, plays run these past two games. I ain't seen him run all season. You know, and I'm telling you, a part of that is obviously because of the point guard play that he has. Because we know Billy Dominant, Billy uh, Donovan is dependent on a good point guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's mm-hmm. got a good point guard. His whole offense looks completely different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm not even putting Pat Bev in an elite position no. of point guard. He's just a competent one. You know what I mean? He's just a competent one who knows how to run a play. He just makes the right reads. Correct. He just knows how to run a play, dog. So, yeah, man, like that's that's just what it is. That's what it's been. Uh, uh, Michael Gardner in the comments saying, Billy looks better with a better point guard out there. Um, Para Junior Sports, Papev orchestrating the show, not entirely expecting this impact. Connor, this is the formula for the Bulls. Muck up the game on defense. Transition buckets. Rely on your stars to wear teams down in the half court. That's basically what the Bulls did for large stretches of the first two-thirds of last season when they were winning more than they were losing. Correct. Is exactly that. And getting by with the fact that they were not a good three-point shooting team. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I saw somebody said, you know, the Bulls aren't going to shoot under 30% from three every night. No. No, but more often than not, they're going to be bad. (laughs) <laughs> sample size is almost two whole seasons now y'all we gotta have a plan to win that does not involve the bulls shooting and making lots of threes mm-hmm. until this roster changes significantly uh shout out to our guy manuel who popped back in with a super chat saying hey guys guess who's still on the hype train still optimistic as fuck putting <laughs> arms up like Randy Orton in the WWE ring. Hey. Let's go. I don't care. We back. Hey. Uh, Big Dave, would you like to tell the people uh, out there in Bulls Nation, a.k.a. this guy, this who, guy. <laughs> who Randy Orton is? Oh, my God. I, that's not even what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to talk about the pose, but Randy Orton is uh, a second or third generation. I think second generation uh, wrestling superstar, 15 time. Is he 12 or 15 time world champion? Uh, Who are you asking? From out of uh, St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. So what do we say? Uh, <laughs> he's 
He's really good. Randy Orton is entertaining. He does the RKO. You remember those skits of people doing the RKO out of nowhere where this guy would just run up and he would kind of just grab somebody's head and, and slam them? I've showed the clips to you. You just okay. probably forgot. I'm sure. Um, yeah, man. He's he's super entertaining. He does a pose when he stands on the ropes and he throws his arms up. It looks really cool. He's the only one I know who does it and it makes it look cool. So Is he related to Kyle Orton, Bears legendary quarterback? You know what? I'm going to assume no. No. I'm going to take a chance and say no. Um, you know, I mean, Kyle Orton, you know, lost that gene pool if, if that's the case. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, Randy Orton is entertaining, man. He's, he's really good. And he's been injured for oh. a while. He's been injured for over a year, man. So, hopefully he gets some recovery. I feel like you and Mark Gay are going to need to have a, a, a true heart-to-heart sit-down when Mark arrives. What is that? About what? Mark, Wrestling? which, by the way... Mark K is going to be here in Chicago with us in like a couple of weeks. A couple y'all. weeks, he's we on are the getting way. so close to having the entire CHO Bulls family all under one roof. So excited! Yeah. But Mark just said in the comments, res- wrestling is such trash. Well, you know, he's capitalized wrong. trash. What do you mean heart to heart? You say this all the time, and I have, I, to have a heart to heart. I haven't with called you. it trash ever. What? I don't have, think. Are you kidding? I've called it. <laughs> I've called it stupid. It. I've called it pointless. <laughs> I've called it not a sport. Not a sport is the one that I usually fall back on because that's mostly what I think of it. Not a sport. <laughs> what is the difference? That is tomato, tomato right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, not. Who cares? Oh, that, that's God. not as aggressive. I never called it trash. I called it the dumbest thing on earth. A complete waste of time. But I never would say that it's trash. Get the hell out of here. You're saying the same thing, dog. Absolutely not. You're welcome to feel that way. I have no problem with you feeling that way. But you remember your reaction when you first sat there and you saw Sasha Banks walk in the wrestling ring. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Game over. We're done. And I got watching you and John watch wrestling <laughs> is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, shout out John Sabine, man. Shout out to our Let's guy. Watch some wrestling. But, uh, the first time I watched the not the mania, the one where every like SummerSlam. No, the, uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, yeah so I was going like, to say another now wrestler enters every 30 seconds. Now where you could watch him on Peacock in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Now that you could watch him on Peacock yeah. without like one-off pay-per-viewing them all. Right. It's better. Yeah. Like, I like that. I, and it's and like so five I was, bucks. Right. I was home. I was like, wait, the Royal Rumble's on Peacock? Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I'm throwing that on. It's yeah. hilarious. Why like, not? It's the best Dom ever. Mysterio was was attacking Ray yes. behind the Beat up backstage. His own yeah. Beat up his own father on TV. It's so exciting. Man, I wish you could follow the storyline that's going on now with Sami Zayn and the bloodline. It is, they should win an Emmy. It is quality, quality television. Y'all look at that. Talking to Sam. See what I'm saying? Alan, no. Quality, quality television going on, man. Oh, my God. It's so much fun right now. I feel like the standards for Emmys have dropped. (laughs) Well, yeah, when they started trying to put us in it. Oh, yeah. But Uh, (laughs) we got one more super chat from AK. I don't think you saw this one. 800-pound gorilla is still lack of three-point shooting. Yes. 900. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I was going to say 1,800-pound gorilla. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. No, the three-point shooting is putrid. You know, and you... The highlight of it is the fact that the league and the, everything became simpler and easier when they hit three of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Bulls knocked down a few threes, and then all of a sudden it game was over. like, okay, we can breathe. Right. It was like, game over. We're done. What What else are we doing here? Go have a seat, young child. But, yes, man, like, it is. they need the three-point shooting so, so bad. They're getting the open looks, like, but they're not a great three-point shooting team. No. 26% was it tonight? Yeah. That they shot, man? My goodness. Like, no, they're, they're uh, not great. The, the Wizards, I think, were 26%. The Bulls were a little bit. Wait, no, yeah, 26 The, Wiz- <laughs> the Wizards were 21%. Oh, God, that's ugly. And that's why we won by 20. Got that right, man. Uh, yes, all right, sir. we'll uh, we'll come back to wrap up with a few more thoughts on tonight's game. Hopefully, we'll hear from the GOAT, who has been at the UC today, covering this game. In the meantime, Big Dave, tell the people out there in Bulls Nation about the wonderful deals available. Mm-hmm. Joyce Mathis. What time is it? Game time. Who? Mm-hmm. Prepared. Sunday is Sunday. He likes Sundays better. He's a little more alert on a Sunday. I love it. I am way less alert on a Sunday. <laughs> You're way less alert? I still haven't gotten out of that football season mode where I don't think I should have to do jack shit oh, on a Sunday. Oh, okay. I got Other than that. sit on my couch, okay. eat, drink beer, yeah. and watch football yeah. for 12 hours. Okay. So I don't like doing stuff on Sundays. You literally did all that except watch football for 12 hours. Okay. All right. Got you covered. <laughs> game time y'all we the here hottest, working the hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows 
Everything you said in that section, I never could. Video online, course, I don't play for a seat at a concert. It's all possible with the game time. Biggest, last minute price shops can be found on the seat. You thought that you could never, ever buy. Won't find better deals this season to go see the Chicago Bulls. And just like here at CHGO, created by the fans, for the fans, and guarantees you, your beautiful face, the lowest price available. So, if you love CHGO. And we know that you do. Then you will love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in that description while you're also hitting that a thumbs up right there. Yuck you right now. Click it. Click it. Click it. Thank you. Click that thumbs up. Thank you very much. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite event. Because Matthew back. What time is it? Game time who? Cool. Mm. Guys on point. I love it. It's just we so great how every time it reminds me of the good old days. Of? The, the, the dynasty. Yeah, the dynasty. When yes. I hear that, it's just, yes. it just like immediate flashback. Were you more of a Cliff Levingston game time hoop or a Randy Brown game time hoop? I feel like we've covered this. Okay, let's cover it because I don't remember. I'm a Randy Brown guy because okay. I'm younger and okay. remember the second three-peat better than the first three-peat. Fair, fair point, fair point. And obviously I'm older, so I like the Cliff Levingston one right. a little much better because he has had a little more fire in his yeah. when, when he did it, man. I, and I like that about that. So, yeah, I roll with Cliff. I roll with Cliff. I like his, man. What's our luck? I mean, as far as, like, where where my adoration of just bulls, not not specifically talking about the, you know, what time is it game time thing. Mm-hmm. I, give me Cliff over Randy Brown. <laughs> mm, we all, we all, we've all heard some things. We've heard a couple things. Heard a couple things. Couple of things. You know, couple of things. I told him to, I was still mad at him. To for my it. recollection, Cliff Levingston was never, you know, <laughs> reporting back to Gar. <laughs> Gar. Gar. I'm still Randy Brown. I was still mad at him for trying to steal the ball from Michael Jordan. 96 finals? Yeah. The hell was he doing? I literally told him. What? The, Randy. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing, man? I told him, man. He said, you know what? My wife is still mad at me, too. <laughs> What was he thinking? I don't know, man. Shout out to Randy Brown, though, man. Shout out to him, man. He said he wanted to come on here. So, Randy, what's up? Where you at? You're I'm always doing, welcome. You're always welcome, bro. You can take this platform as an opportunity to answer that question. Yes, because I'm going to ask it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking it again. You got to get it on film. You got to get it on film, sir. Absolutely right, man. Man, Bulls get a win. And it just felt, you know, it was wild. It, was, it felt like it was going that other way because of the way stuff we used to see, right? Like, low scoring, bad shooting from both teams, bad basketball, a bunch of turnovers, you know what I'm saying? And somebody's going to stumble into a victory kind of way. And it was just different when that third quarter hit, you know? And, again, three three-point shootings. Like you said, the elephant, in, uh, the gorilla in the room is the three-point shooting. A couple of threes changed everything. They went up by seven, and the game was over. It felt, like, insurmountable after that just because of the way the Bulls are playing their defense, man. So, yeah, three-point shoot, man. They got to have it, bro. Got to have it. Got to have it. Joe, we got to need some, some Super Chats, Joe? Oh, oh I think we knocked out all of our Super Chats, honestly. Yeah, I think we got them all. Oh, man, I thought it was more. I thought people were showing us more love. No, mm. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> Super Chats are a little bit slower than they were yesterday. or uh, Sunday, yeah. On, sa- on Friday night. But you know what's not slower? Well, it's a little slow. Hit the like button. 374 Ooh. people watching. That's not Ooh, slow. 374, that ain't slow. 375. We've only up. got 112 likes. likes. We could, you know, we could use want. about <laughs> 262 more likes. So... <laughs> If you haven't liked it yet, it's real simple. Button mm. looks like a thumb, as Matt says. Um, <laughs> One of these things. It's right below the square that you're watching this in. Just mm-hmm. uh, take a couple seconds, hit it, and we seconds. really appreciate that. Thank you. Very appreciate. Helps us out a ton. Helps more Bulls fans find the show, build the community, yeah. more people to chat with, more, more people, people to, to, you know, have our group therapy sessions with. It's Just true. Good for the community. And more people to come to the watch party on Wednesday, March 1st, 6 p.m. Bulls, Pistons, it's free. Come through, ladies and gents. Come on, hang out. I love it. Uh, Is that the Pat Bev podcast? Pat Bev podcast? What up? Smash that like button. We'd love I to have you on, Pat. 
Love that uh, we still have some realists hanging out in the chat. Oh, come on with this. Uh, love Dave saying what's awful is we lost six in a row. Two wins in a row isn't enough for me to be happy after the skid. That's cool. And our guy Rob saying hit that like to tank for a top four pick. <laughs> you know who's not allowing that? It's Pat Bev. Uh-uh. Pat Bev said no thank you to no, the no. tanking. No thanks to the tank. Can we no get thank Pat? you to the tank no, you. No thank you to the tank. <laughs> Can we get Pat Bev on the show? He's watching. Bring him on. Bring He's him on. watching. I don't know if it's him or his, uh, his boy. He's telling the people to smash that like button. So hey, if it's Pat Bev, I like Pat Bev podcast with Ron. I like down to the imagine that Pat Bev is hiding, you know, in the corner of the locker room with Will to go Gottlieb watching on Will's phone right <laughs> <Dude>. now. <laughs> hey, if you are Pat Bev watching with our guy Will to go Gottlieb, tell him to hop on. He's due to make his post game appearance. He's late. Let's go. <laughs> Put the phone down. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, should, then should we hand out some some goonies? Then uh, we can. We do have one more quick super chat from our guy AK. Well, then, oh, one more. Who said? Uh, at what point do you have to? Okay, AK. I'm going to need you to spell out your words. I don't like these abbreviations. <laughs> Use your vowels. It's harder to read. You want me to read it? Well, yes, that, please. Okay. At what point? At point. Okay. Well, <laughs> at point or what? I think at what point or what do you have to see to be not broken and believe in this team? Three games over 500. It was a struggle to read that, right? That was, you it know, was utter nonsense. No. Okay, we love you. We appreciate every single one of your super chats. Please, just a, a quick spell check. That one was a little send. tougher. At, just a quick I, spell check. I think he's basically saying at what point, you know, what do you have to see for you to believe fully in this team? Does it have to be three games over 500? Does it have to be a 10-game win streak? You know, what does it have to be? For you to believe. Oh, man. To believe. When you, when you say believe, like believe they're going to go to the playoffs or just, I don't, that's a broad one right there. But I, I'm going to assume he means to go to the playoffs. Um I, I think I'm kind of seeing it to believe that they're going to go to the playoffs, to be honest with you, or get to the play-in, I should say. Um, I think, you know, beating the team that's ahead of you, like Washington and handily like you did, and putting yourself in that position to be basically a half a game out, yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, yeah, you'll go to the play-in. That's kind of what Patrick Beverly does. Now, playoffs, six seed, I got you – know, obviously, you got to see much more than that to see that happening, man. But, you know, the Nets is going to be interesting watching them. Because you know they're gonna they're gonna lose some games. It's gonna mm -hmm. happen because mm -hmm. you know, but they got a cushion. Because like you said, they were ten games over uh, five hundred. Right. I believe it's nine now, but they had a cushion to work with. Toronto, who is ahead of Washington, um, we'll see if they're gonna you know be on the downslide and see how you know that works for them. Also watching Atlanta, seeing how that works. Usually Atlanta gets better after they get rid of a coach, so we'll see how that kicks in for them. But yeah, man, and, and the Pacers as well. Are, are a team to watch because obviously we were up by 20 something on them after they had lost like six or seven in a row. They still came away with a victory on us, man. So those teams, I think if you're just beating the trash and beating the teams that are, are not good is a way to get me to believe it because that's been the issue this season. It hasn't been the good teams. It's been those other teams. If you remember last season, cause it's been said a lot, the bulls were beating those bad teams and that's what propelled them into that six seed and save them from uh, falling out of it is they were beating those teams. So if they just start doing that, and for me, that will let me know that, oh, my goodness, this is a competent basketball team. We can take care of business against the teams you're supposed to take care of. Yeah. And so when they're handling that business right there, that will allow me to believe. But, again, as I keep saying, they're on a game-to-game -game basis, man. I'm not looking forward. No extra games right here. The Toronto Raptors is the only one I'm looking at right now. I'm just gonna celebrate this one, but the next game is the next one. Is the next one, and that's the Raptors, man. That's that should be the focus right now. Interesting, um, perhaps somewhat sarcastically, our guy Mark K said, "I Pat Bever leave." Oh, I don't. I don't know if 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 any Bulls fans out there are starting to maybe just at least look forward to and root for some playoff mm -hmm. action. With these mm. two wins coming out of the All-Star break and knowing that the Bulls are now just a half game back of at least a playing game, mm. I'd say that my gut tells me most Bulls fans need to see more than this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, Tony the Lone Rider, Ooh. Smith, said just enjoy the victories. 
Um, Tony, the Lone Rider, also said Bulls win the title next season. Book it. <laughs> are you, Tony, are you trapped in C. Red Fred's basement? Uh, blink twice. I knew this was coming. Type, type, type some blinkies if you're trapped <laughs> in C. Red Fred's blinkies. basement. We will send a rescue squad for you. Type some blinkies <laughs> is what he just said. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it is goat talk time. Wolf King? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what up, it Will? Everybody follow along with our guy, Will the Go Godly, on Twitter, Will underscore Godly. Read everything he's writing for us, com. Two wins in a row, two blowout wins in a row, Will. Are you back on the hype train? <laughs> I've learned my lesson with this team. I, I'm not getting on any train. I'm just taking it one game at a time. Dave has taught me well, but... I mean, back-to-back two really good wins, so that's a positive step forward. Defense has been awesome. I think it was back-to-back season lows for opponents scoring, 87 and 82. So you got to love it. I mean, they're definitely playing the way that you want. Still some things I think they can get better at, but it's especially against this Wizards team who's right ahead of them in the standings. I mean, that's that's a good win. Uh, Will, watching Zach Levine these past two games have probably been – the best-looking versions of Zach Levine uh, all season for the Bulls. He's just looked very competent. The IQ has looked high, um, and the mid-range is just more apparent uh, in in these past couple games. Have you talked to him, had a chance to ask him about that, like that kind of switch, you know what I'm saying, his game, not going to the bucket as much, but taking more mid-range shots? Um, Nothing specific about the mid-range. I think – the sentiment that he and Billy Donovan have shared throughout the course of the season is like, Zach needs to be aggressive. He needs to get downhill and that will open up the mid range. It will open up the pull up three game and just help him get to the free throw line. So I think that's what he's tried to do. And he's an experienced enough player and a talented enough scorer to be able to pick his spots and figure out what's open for him. So I thought he was, uh, especially in the first half uh, pressing just a little bit, um, taking some, pretty high degree of difficulty shots, but uh, second half, I thought the offense really smoothed out. Um, he and DeMar were sharing the ball a little bit better, and, and he was just, I mean, these last two games, he's put up huge numbers, super high efficiency, and it hasn't really gotten the headlines because the defense has been so good, and Patrick Beverly is there, and there's a new starting lineup and all this stuff, but Zach has quietly been really, really strong scoring the ball, and that's kind of, you know, their, their offense is not the most efficient in the league. I think they're 24th or 25th. So for him to put up those kind of numbers and really carry the ship has been huge. Well, I, I know that uh, you have taken note of, as many people have, this Bulls defense that is somewhat confusingly the the best defensive rating team in the NBA since January 1st. Um, and I, I believe you even wrote about it, about whether or not it's real uh, or if the Bulls are just getting a little bit lucky. Um Tonight, uh, specifically against this Wizards team, that is is not you know any great offensive juggernaut. Was missing Chris Stops, one of their bigger offensive weapons. What did you see? Did you see luck? Did you see more quality defense? Some added defensive punch with Pat Bev, or or a combination of the two? I think it's a combination. Um, I'm actually working on something for tomorrow about just that, so I won't give away too much. But um, you look at the the Wizards shooting splits, and even from the other night against the Nets where they, I mean, just terrible shooting. The Wizards were, I don't have the Nets in front of me, but the Wizards were 42 from the field, 21 from three, 52 from the line. So a lot of that is really difficult to control. The best you can hope to do is contest, and that's really been sort of the focus for the Bulls. But um, eliminating or cutting down the amount of threes is sort of the ideal version. And so preventing them from taking more than 28 threes, which is uh, – you know, basically what the Bulls average, which is the lowest in the league, I'd say is a pretty good defensive effort. So they got a little bit lucky with just the percentages, but I do think they were doing a good job contesting and running three-point shooters off the line, which really does a lot. And it all stems from building a wall in the paint, preventing guys from getting all the way to the rim, and then forcing kickouts and just being in rotation. So I think it's a little bit of both. They're, They're certainly benefiting from some good luck, but I also think, you know, trimming down corner threes and three-point volume. They would like to do that, but I don't think it's really the largest piece of emphasis for for what they're trying to do defensively. 
Oh, uh, Will, how are you liking the Bulls' uh, new look bench right now with, with Kobe, with Io, and with Pat, basically uh, the three focal points of the bench? I'm glad you asked about that because it's another one of those sort of underrated storylines through these first two post-All-Star games. I think it's great. I think they complement each other really well. You have sort of a stabilizing ball handler force in Io, who obviously can get downhill, um, but has been able to show off his passing a little bit more. Kobe got it going tonight, his shooting and scoring. Like, the Bulls just need that um, as much as possible. And then Patrick Williams had a great game against the Nets, not as much scoring today against the um, the Wizards. But I just I think it's really important that the Bulls play these three guys together. And I think it's important that they play them with Zach and Vooch. And then they have lineups where they play with just Amar to kind of get a sense of how they perform together, but also with each of those two sort of star players that the Bulls have on the wing. And that'll just give them some really good data moving forward of like how they perform together, what are their areas of strength and weakness, and how do they look next to each of those guys in the event that they want to make a move this summer. So I think it's really important. We haven't really seen a ton of it. And obviously it's against second units. There's only so much you can take away. But I think it's really important that they're starting to to get a look at this now. Uh before we head out of here, mm-hmm. it's another W. Yes. That means there is a goonage that needs to be awarded. Handing them out, I'm baby. Honest, I'm, I have no idea which way Dave's going to go on this one. And I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw something a little different out there. Ooh, Ooh you're going to throw something different out there. What did Matthew Peck, don't, sir? Don't leave us hanging. Yeah, don't for real. Let's, let's start with you. This don't isn't my me. guess as to who Dave is going to pick, but okay. I wanted to give some goon love tonight. To one of our former beloved, one Daniel Gafford. Because that man was an absolute goon tonight. A beast. For the Wizards. Was it 15 and 8? 15 and 11. Oh, 11, excuse me. Five of his 11 rebounds came on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. His 15 points, I don't know how it was an odd number because I could have sworn it was seven or eight dunks. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Gafford is a force of nature. Yes, he is. All and he I needs, miss him. All he needs is a point guard, man. Just give that young man a point guard, and you will see the viciousness. Oh, shout out to my man, Daniel Gafford. Uh, will, your goon of the night, sir? A rare uh, goon of the night for the opposing team. I'm not against it. And I kind of had a thought that one of you would go there, but I don't know. I, I just I think I got to give it to Caruso. I know that's kind of the easy answer, but you see him, like, diving on the floor for loose balls and, like, defending nine people every time there's an offensive rebound and he's like the only one scrambling around. It's just, he's so good. He's just so good. And it's, it's so goonly. I, I have to give it to her. So I like it. Uh, Joey, do you have, you have a goon of the night, sir? I like Kobe tonight mm. down the stretch. I don't know. It didn't necessarily scream goon, but mm-hmm. just another good Kobe. Game. Another good Kobe night. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, goon of the night goes to, Alex Jacoby White. Oh! Goon of the night. I will explain why. Even when that young man was struggling with his shot in the first quarter, I was over there yelling because he was bodying up those guards every time they tried to go inside on him. He did not allow it at all. The man even slipped and fell on the sideline of the Wizards. Oh, that looked like it hurt. But not to a goon. He got up and he continued on doing his thing. And then the fourth quarter, you saw the shot start falling for him. You saw him yelling and, and screaming a little bit more. You saw him hugging on Pat Bev, who is injecting that goondom into the rest of those young guys right there. But, yes, man, Kobe White and his defense is what got him goon of the night tonight, man. Them dudes tried to go inside on him. Every time he put the body on him, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm 6'5", and I got muscles. Get you some of this. I loved every aspect of it from my main man, Kobe White. And just know, y'all, I'm not going to get this to an opposing player as much. I might want to. Y'all know this. You know I love Lowry. You know I love Daniel. But they don't play here no more. I got to roll with the home squad, man. You got to do something truly special. Truly, 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 truly special to get it. And if that's the case, you still ain't getting it because you did it on my team. (laughs) So I damn sure ain't giving it to you. I'm looking at you, Donovan Mitchell. You still ain't getting that. Going to the night. We did give him the DraftKings king of the game, though. Yeah, he can get that. He can get that. He can get king of the game. (laughs) He scored 71. You get that. He scored 71. But you want this goon belt, sir. You got to be in the red and the black and the white. Chicago Bulls, Kobe White, going to the night. 
Uh, as we wrap up, gentlemen, a little bit of breaking news elsewhere in the NBA. There's been some reporting about this leading up to today. This is from Woj. Quinn Snyder has reached an agreement on mm. a five-year deal, including the rest of this season, to become the new head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Snyder is expected to be on the sidelines as soon as Tuesday's game against these Wizards the Bulls just played today. Woo, Quinn Snyder back in a head coaching chair in the NBA. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Quinn I'm Snyder ready for the sequel to Cocaine Bear <laughs> called <laughs> Cocaine Coach, starring Quinn Snyder. Back in the NBA. Met that. <laughs> That's all I got. Can't wait to see how he develops a relationship with Trey Young. It's true. Oh, man. That's, Coach, that's Coach Killer Trey Young. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, Will, let me ask you a question. When do you know that you're having a great hair day? Uh, I know the day before. I know it's going to be a great hair day. Woo-hoo! That's an answer. You better talk to the GOAT. That's an answer. You better talk to him. I did nice. see some people in the it's comments wondering. Um, it's always coming. It's inevitable. Inevitable, baby. (laughs) There's some people in the comments requesting a goatee from you, goat. I don't know if that's something that you're ever. They're going to have to wait on that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's your answer, y'all. You're going to have to wait on that one. Uh, In the meantime, though, you should be following Will on Twitter for all of his great Bulls coverage. Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything that man writes for us. AllCHGO.com. Yeah. He just teased his latest. Check the website for it soon. Uh, Big Dave is at BOW, BAWL bow. Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. Our pal producer Joey is at Joey Spathis. Follow that man. Joey we are King. CHGO underscore Bulls on the Twitter machine. We are off tomorrow, as are the Bulls. Back Tuesday, Bulls Raptors, 6.30 Central Time tip-off. That means we'll be here kicking off pregame at 6. Yeah, yeah. Until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great Monday. We'll talk to you soon. For Will, Joey. Big Dave, Peck, appreciate y'all, Bulls Nation. See you, Red, be good. Watch party, March 1st, 6 p.m. B-Day, it's free. Bow, we out.